Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. 19-year-old Dwight Moody arrived in Chicago by train in September of 1856. He was relocating from Boston, where he'd been living and working for a few years. Dwight had heard that Chicago was a busy, exciting place where things were happening, a place that offered great opportunity to people who were willing to work hard. Boston, on the other hand, had caused him to feel constrained, limited. People were set in their ways, and there was no room to grow. So when he had a falling out with his uncle Samuel in Boston, Dwight knew it was time to investigate the possibilities in Chicago. He had made two great discoveries in Boston. First, he learned that he was a tremendous salesman as he worked selling shoes in his uncle's store. And second, in Boston, Dwight had received Jesus Christ as his Savior. As he arrived in Chicago, his life was defined by his ambition to make as much money as he could and by his desire to please the Lord. Dwight Moody went right to work at the Charles and August Wiswall shoe store on Lake Street. He poured himself into his work, and he was as diligent at saving his money as he was at earning it. He prayed regularly for the Lord to help him make $100,000, and he was constantly looking for ways to multiply his savings, like flipping properties and loaning money to immigrants. The poverty of his childhood fueled his desire to make as much money as he could. But Dwight Moody also wasted no time in getting into church in Chicago, and he was involved with several different congregations at the same time. He attended the Plymouth Congregational Church with his uncle Calvin every Sunday morning. He rented four pews there so he could fill them with people each Sunday, co-workers, acquaintances, even people he passed on the street on the way to church. He would also visit the First Baptist Church regularly, and he attended a men's Bible study at the Methodist Episcopal Church. Near the end of 1857, Dwight took a job as a traveling salesman and debt collector for another Chicago shoe wholesaler. This job paid more money, but it also took up more of his time. Still, he was driven to use all of his spare time doing what he could to help reach people for Christ. His grammar wasn't great, so he didn't think he'd make a good teacher. But he went to the people at the First Baptist Church and asked how he could help. They suggested that he go to their church's mission at Well Street and Chicago Avenue, in the poor neighborhoods of the city, and volunteer to work in the Sunday school. Dwight walked to the Well Street Mission and spoke to the superintendent. The man said, If you don't think you can teach, you can go out into the streets and alleys every Sunday and bring boys to Sunday school. So, that became Dwight Moody's Sunday routine. He attended the morning service at the Plymouth Congregational Church filling up four pews with people. Then, he would go out and round up kids for Sunday school at the Well Street Baptist Mission. And after that, he would hurry over to the men's Bible class at the Methodist Episcopal Church. Dwight's work for the mission made him very late for the men's Bible class every week. And sitting in the classroom watching Dwight consistently rush in late was a successful businessman named John Farwell. John Farwell had come to Chicago in 1848 with no money 
and he had worked his way to a prominent place in the corporate world of Chicago. He was a man of discipline and order, and he cringed every time the classroom door would open and this awkward young man would scramble in 20, 30, 40 minutes after the Bible study had begun. He's lazy and inconsiderate, John thought. Then one day, John Farwell learned why Dwight was late every Sunday. He had just hurried in from bringing poor and orphaned children to the Mission Sunday School. And suddenly, John Farwell was convicted. Not only did he feel guilty for condemning this servant of the Lord, but he asked himself, what am I doing to bring people to Jesus? That was the beginning of a lifelong relationship between D.L. Moody and John V. Farwell. They began working together in their own Sunday school ministry, and God blessed their efforts abundantly. Moody, of course, would let go of his ambitions of wealth, and he would give his whole life to bringing people to Jesus. John Farwell would continue on with huge success in business, but he provided Moody with significant financial support and loyal friendship for the rest of Moody's life. One summer, Dwight Moody and John Farwell offered an incentive, a promotion, to their very first Sunday school class. Every boy who would stay out of trouble and be faithful to church for the rest of the year would receive a new set of clothes for Christmas. Fourteen boys accepted the challenge, and they took a picture with Moody and Farwell. Moody called the picture, Will It Pay? That picture of Moody and Farwell's first Sunday school class and the question, will it pay, has become symbolic of the choices of those two men to sacrifice and invest their lives in reaching people for Jesus Christ. You can easily find that picture online by doing an image search with the words, Moody, will it pay? Christian, your efforts to reach people for Christ will pay in eternal rewards. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.